Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast, bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, and what a glorious day it is. The Rams are back in first place all by themselves, one full game ahead of the Cardinals, and even better than that, they are now the number three seed because they hold the head-to-head over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by defeating them earlier this season. Probably getting ahead of myself here, though. The Rams beat the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota 30-23, to overcome some really glaring mistakes by Matthew Stafford, but defense is spot on. The running game is great, and the Rams get just enough done on offense and special teams, which I'm really excited about, to improve to 11-4. and The game was a little more nerve-wracking than it needed to be, really, especially given the way the Rams' defense played. But I'll take it. You go on the road, bad things happen, You just got to overcome them. This game reminded me a little bit of the Niner-Titan game. Niners were the better team. That was pretty clear early on. Their quarterback made a bunch of mistakes. Titans came back and stole a win. In this game, the Rams were clearly the better team early on. Their quarterback made some mistakes. Let the Vikings hang around. But the Rams overcame. The Rams stepped it up on defense and on offense and on special teams and secured a critical win as they moved towards the playoffs. And this win, by the way, did clinch a playoff spot for the Rams. Really an impressive performance by the defense and the running game, especially when you consider all the shuffling the Rams did before the game and during the game on their offensive line. Pretty impressive. They finished that game with Alaric Jackson at left tackle, David Edwards at left guard, Coleman Shelton at center, and your normal studs, Austin Corbett and Rob Havenstein on the right side. And they were just grounding and pounding with Sonny Michelle much of that game. Special teams had a couple minor gaffes, but great kick coverage and two nice punt returns by Brandon Powell, one of them for a touchdown, might not have won the game without the special team's contributions. So on this day when Matthew Stafford was not at his best and the Rams lose a turnover battle 3-1, to a very nice team effort bails him out. Not that Stafford didn't have his good moments, he just had too many bad moments. A little concerned about the injuries during the game, Ernest Jones and Brian Allen both going down, I'm crossing my fingers that neither of them are serious. Brian Allen, I don't think it was. Ernest Jones, not sure. Hoping for the best. Daryl Henderson also left the game after his one carry getting tackled awkwardly. Word right now is that it's a knee sprain. They don't expect it to be anything serious, but it'll have an MRI on Monday. Greg Gaines left the game for a short time due to a hand injury, but he did come back review my fearsome four keys to the game. Fearsome key number one was avoid a slow start. We succeeded there. Took a 10-0 lead. 
three and out on the Vikings' first possession. Can't complain about that. Fearsome key number two, win the sack battle. I was really concerned about this. Even after Danielle Hunter and Everson Griffin were out of this game because the Rams in turn lost Andrew Whitworth and Joe Noteboom. But we won the sack battle. Got to Cousins three times. They did not get to Stafford. Fearsome key number three was originally going to be take away a weapon, Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson. But... Dalvin Cook didn't even play, so I scratched that. We held Jefferson. Held. I really shouldn't say that. Jefferson finished with 116 yards and no TDs. Jalen Ramsey frustrated Jefferson when it was his responsibility. Fearsome key number four, a clean special teams effort. I'm not going to tell you that was a totally clean effort. We had the mistake by Ben Skowronik backing up into Brandon Powell on the one punt. Cost us 14 yards. Could have been a disaster. And that squib kick at the end of the half. I have a feeling that was an execution issue, not a coaching issue. I think he was trying to pooch it past that first line of Vikings and it hit one of them. So that wasn't good. But when you consider that, we had a punt return for a touchdown. Excellent kick coverage. And Johnny had punts of 55 and 53 yards. No, we didn't have a clean special teams game, but we won the battle of special teams. That's for sure. Team stats of note, I already mentioned Hecker had the 53 and 55-yard punts. The Rams finished with 159 yards rushing to the Vikings' 66. That's surprising because Madison of the Vikings ripped off a couple of really good runs. But other than that, Rams stuffed him pretty good. Sony Michelle, 27 carries for 131 yards. Henderson just got the one touch, very critical 17-yard run. Cousins threw for 315 yards in the one TD, and Cup continued his streak of 90-plus yards per game, 10 receptions into 109 yards. Higby, 5 catches for 41. OBJ, 4 for 37 in the TD. Van Jefferson, just one catch for 6 yards. Taylor Rapp had a good game statistically, 8 total tackles. Ramsey had 7. Troy Reader was also very active, 6 tackles, and Aaron Donald. Was he impressive or what? Had a very good game, really controlling that line of scrimmage. And you have to be pleased with Trevan Howard, right? Man, coming in for Ernest Jones, Rams defense didn't skip a beat. So what does it all mean? It means that Green Bay is entrenched as the number one seed in the NFC with a 12-3 and record. Cowboys, Rams, and Bucks all come in next at 11-4. and The Cowboys have the better conference record among the three, so they are the number two seed. The Rams beat the Bucks, so they are the number three seed. Bucks are number four, and Arizona, the number one wild card with an 11 and 5 record. The Bucks have left on their schedule the Jets and the Panthers, so let's assume they're going to finish 13 and 4. I expect they will. The Packers have the Vikings at home and then the Lions. I fully expect them to win both games, although the Vikings sometimes give them trouble, so they're going to probably end up the number one seed. The Cowboys have the Cards and the Eagles. And so the dilemma is, do we want the Cowboys to beat the Cards? I think so. That would give the Rams a little bit of wiggle room and their final two games against the Raven and Niners. But that would pretty much eliminate the opportunity for the Rams to move up to the number two seed. I think the Rams just need to take care of business and secure that number three seed. It's all very confusing. We're going to revisit this on Thursday 
try to get our arms completely around this playoff situation. We will be back in a minute with our game capture, and then we'll have some additional notes from the game, followed by our loop around the league. our game capture in here for you. Rams won the toss and deferred. Vikings got the ball and a three and out thanks to a nice tackle by Ernest Jones. Rams first possession, a 75-yard 12-play drive. They converted on a fourth and one at the 50. A big pass play to Cooper Cup of 20 yards. Higby and Stafford hooked up twice on this drive, including a sweet screen play. Michelle scores from the one and the Rams are up Seven to nothing. Ensuing kickoff, the Viking returner tried to run it out, was tackled at his own eight. Cousins moving the pocket a lot, leads his team on a 12 play drive, but it ends when a Viking receiver cannot hold onto the ball. It pops up into the air in the end zone, and Traven Howard, who is in for Ernest Jones at this point, intercepts in the end zone and returns it to the Rams 17. Rams can't get anything done. It's a three and out, but Johnny Hecker punts it 53 yards with no return. Vikings start at their own 22 at the top of the second quarter now. And after a big run by Madison, Troy Reader makes a big tackle to set up a third and 10. Floyd applies the pressure on third down. Cousins scrambles and has to throw it away, and the Vikings are punting back. Rams still leading seven to nothing. Brandon Powell returns the punt, 14 yards out to the 30. Michelle becomes the workhorse on this drive, getting it done, especially a 16-yard run on third down. But Stafford just misses connecting with OBJ in the end zone on third down, and the Rams settle for a Matt Gay 32-yard field goal. They're up 10-0. Vikings can't get anything done, but pin the Rams back on the punt, back at the 9 and then one of the more significant plays in the game, Sonny Michelle cannot handle a second down dump-off pass that looks like it would have gone for a first down. And on the next play, Stafford feels the pressure and makes a panic throw that is intercepted. Vikings get the ball deep in Rams territory, but Greg Gaines sacks Kirk Cousins on first down, and the Vikings have to settle for a field goal. Rams D gets it done, bails out their offense, but the lead is cut to 10 to 3. Rams moved the ball down very methodically. On their next drive, big play was a 16-yard pass to OBJ. Stafford cannot connect with Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, or OBJ three consecutive passes, and they settle for the 31-yard field goal. It's now 13 to 3 Rams lead. After a squib kick of some sort, I'm not sure how to describe it, The Vikings actually have a chance before halftime. A Hail Mary falls incomplete, though, and they go to the break. Rams 13, Vikings 3. On the Rams' first possession of the third quarter, Stafford, a long pass to Van Jefferson, slightly underthrown and well played by the Vikings. It's intercepted, but the Vikings can pick up only one first down and have to punt it right back to the Rams. And Stafford throws another interception. This, a tipped ball at the line of scrimmage, Vikings take over deep in Ram territory and convert it into a quick touchdown, and suddenly the Rams' lead is cut to 13-10. to 10. 
Vikings offense has earned virtually nothing at this point, but they're only down by three. Rams have to punt for only the second time of the game on their next possession, and the Vikings punt it right back. And perhaps the biggest play of the game, Brandon Powell returns the punt 61 yards for a touchdown. Up the right sideline, their first Rams punt return for a touchdown since Tavon Austin did it in 2015. And just like that, the Rams have opened it back up to a 10-point lead, 20-10. to Vikings put together an 89-yard drive, start to get Justin Jefferson involved finally. He has a 34-yard catch on this drive, but they have to settle for a field goal, cut the lead to 20-13. to Moving into the fourth quarter, Rams start to get Sony Michelle involved again. He carries the ball in the first three plays of the drive. Rams put together an 11-play drive that culminates with a touchdown pass to OBJ. Daryl Henderson had a 17-yard run on this drive. And just like that, Rams back up 27-13. You're starting to feel like this game is going to end with a Ram victory, but Vikings still have something to say about that. They go on a very quick seven-play drive, picking up first down after first down, put another touchdown on the board to cut the lead back to 27-20. Rams get the ball back with 8.21 left, just need to run some time off the clock, and they do just that. Big play to Cooper Cup helps, and they settle for the field goal to make it a two-score game. They're up 30-20. to The Vikings move into field goal territory and opt to take the field goal so they can try an onside kick with some time left. The field goal is good. The onside kick is not. Van Jefferson puts that away, and the Rams wrap up this game with a 30-23 to win. We'll be back in a minute with some additional game notes. Football fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a no-brainer offer for you. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 on any NFL game, and win a 100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get back to some game notes from the Rams' 30-23 win over the Vikings. By the way, my prediction on that game was 27-20, so if these two teams had just sat pat and not kicked those two last field goals, I would have been spot-on perfect. But 30-23, what were my fearsome four big plays of the game? You know, I've been copying out a little bit lately on this, going 7 8 9 big plays of the game. This time, I'm going to give you three honorable mentions, and then I'm going to get to my fearsome four big plays of the game. The honorable mentions are, early in the game, the Vikings dropped an easy interception on the Rams' first possession on their opening drive. 
Could have changed the entire game. Who knows? Dropped right out of his hands. So that's one honorable mention, a play that could have been. Another honorable mention is Matthew Stafford converting that fourth and one. Remember the Rams thought they had the first down on the pass to Higby. Vikings challenged, won the challenge. The Rams had a fourth and one. He dropped the snap, grabbed it, and still managed to get the first down on the quarterback sneak. Big play. Kept the Rams' drive alive. Another honorable mention is it was a little play, but it had a big impact. Sony Michelle dropping that little pass. It was kind of an awkward pass from Stafford. Should have had it. Would have been a first down. And on the next play, Stafford throws an interception. And another honorable mention, Greg Gaines sacking Kirk Cousins on that first down after the Vikings were set up at the nine-yard line of the Rams. That led directly to the Vikings settling for a field goal, keeping them out of the end zone. But what are my fearsome four big plays of the game? Well, number one's the punt return by Brandon Powell. Just a gigantic play. First punt return for a touchdown by the Rams since Tavon Austin six years ago, 2015. And go back and look at that play. There is some incredible blocking. Man, they had that lined up and ready to go for Brandon Powell. Nice to see, especially with all the struggles we've seen from these special teamers. For some big play number two, Trevin Howard catching that tipped ball in the end zone. Took at least three points off the scoreboard. Vikings come up empty on their first big drive. Big play. For some big play number three, and this went the Vikings' way. The Vikings tip a pass, and it's intercepted. That was early in the third quarter. Got the Vikings back into the game real fast. And fearsome big play number four. The Rams are facing a third and sixth. This is right after the Vikings had closed to 27-20. Don't want to be punting the ball back on the road. The other team has all this momentum. And Stafford hooks up with Cup for 37 yards for the first down. Big sigh of relief from Ram Nation. I know that for sure. That's my fearsome big play, number four. Worth noting from this game, Rams single-season TD records. Kurt Warner with 41, Kurt Warner with 36, and Matthew Stafford currently 36. So he has a chance to set the single-season TD record for the Rams. Hey, and this will make you happy. The last two times the Rams went undefeated in December, 1999 and 2001. Two years that they went to the Super Bowl. And yes, the Rams are currently 4-0 in December. If you saw OBJ's celebration, worth noting that is Justin Jefferson's TD celebration. When I was told that by my special assistant, He also pointed out, hey, these two guys are really close, very good friends. They both went to LSU. My first inclination that it was a little disrespectful, but I think it's just the opposite. Kind of a nod to Jefferson. These two guys are buddies. Don't make too much of that. Player props, who deserves special recognition in this game? You know, there's a lot of guys. Could really call out the entire defense. Aaron Donald, Troy Reader had a good game. Jalen Ramsey held Justin Jefferson to 40 yards while he was covering him. Taylor Rapp 
Very good game statistically. He was all over the place. Trevin Howard stepping in for Ernest Jones. And Ernest Jones, while he was in there, had a very good game. Our secondary really had the wraps on the Vikings receivers for much of the game. Greg Gaines and Ashawn Robinson really controlling the line of scrimmage along with Aaron Donald. Sony Michelle just pummeling the Vikings. He had a couple of really impressive runs and not runs where he's creating space and breaking tackles where he's, I'm talking about the ones where he's carrying tacklers for an extra three, four, five yards. And Tyler Higby came up with some clutch catches as well. And OBJ, his fourth touchdown. So a lot of good stuff to talk about. Brandon Powell had a 14-yard return before he had the punt return for a touchdown. And Johnny Hecker only had the two punts. But this was the old Johnny, 53 and 55 yards. That's what we need to see from him. I've been picking on Johnny Hecker a lot over the past year. So, hey, when he performs like this, got to give him kudos. Good game from Johnny Hecker. Coach's Corner. I don't really have too much to criticize McVeigh for. The only thing I can think of is that squib kick at the end of the half. I would have just kicked it deep. Almost cost us three points or possibly even seven. I didn't like that decision. Now that could have been on Matthew Gay. He could have been trying to do something entirely different. Could have been execution, as I mentioned before, but we may never know. And I also thought it was curious putting Jake Funk in there for that one carry. That was after the play Sony Michelle ran out of bounds unwisely. Now, when Sony ran out of bounds, he actually cut it outside and picked up seven yards. So good for him for that, but sure wish he could have stayed in bounds. Easy thing to ask for sitting here in my living room. But the next play, Funk's in there. I don't know if there is a relationship between that or Sony just needed a breather. The only thing I would call the refs out, and it was probably an easy thing to miss, that was clear holding on Cup when he was breaking across the middle at about the four-yard line. Defender clearly grabbed his arm so he couldn't reach for the ball. Easy thing to miss, though. Can't be too critical of that. And the announcers, we've seen these guys before. Mark Schlereth just talks too much. Way too much. Very knowledgeable, very insightful. Most of what he says makes sense, I suppose, but it's just overload, in my opinion. Adam, I mean, I actually like him. It's a good announcer. No complaints there. We'll be back in a minute with our loop around the league. Time for our loop around the league. We will start with the Thursday night game. Titans 20, 49ers 17. You know, after watching the first few possessions of this game, I was wondering when the mercy roll would kick in. The Niners were just dominating, but ended up losing. This loss is mostly on Jimmy G. Some really bad passes. This game sort of captures the personalities of both teams. The Niners, great roster, a lot of tremendous players but they seem to self-destruct, and it's usually the guy taking the snaps that leads the way in that department. And the Titans, they just hang around, play fundamentally sound football, and wait for you to make mistakes. 
And to make it worse for the 49ers, their GM, John Lynch, got himself into a little bit of trouble. Someone posted a pretty comical gif on Twitter. The essence of it was, the 49ers plane is leaving Nashville without Jimmy Garoppolo. And apparently Lynch liked the tweet and at some point realized maybe that wasn't such a good idea or perhaps it was an accident. And that's what he claimed it was. And he posted later on, hey, I was at Christmas Mass and apparently I accidentally liked a tweet. Everybody have a great Christmas, something to that effect, but not a good look. Pretty funny, though. Saturday, Colts 22, Cardinals 16. Cardinals just don't have the look anymore. They don't look like the same team. Three straight losses. They start at 7-0, and and now they're 10-5. and He didn't have DeAndre Hopkins or James Conner, but still not getting it done. And the Colts continue to surge. Packers 24, Browns 22. Browns actually made a game of it late, despite Baker Mayfield's four interceptions. Packers still the number one seed with a one-game lead on the Rams and Bucks. Of course, they win the tiebreaker with the Rams, having beaten them head-to-head. Browns sort of kind of looking done at this point. Sunday games, Texans 41, Chargers 29. Devastating loss for the Chargers. Two interceptions by Herbert, one of them a pick six. Rex Burkhead runs for 149 yards. That Charger D, not ready for prime time. Brandon Staley has some work to do. And going in, this Texans rushing attack was the worst in the league. Bengals 41, Ravens 21. How about this stat line from Joe Burrow? 37 for 46 for 525 yards, 4 TDs, 0 interceptions. Ravens were hanging their head on their third-string quarterback, Josh Johnson. Bengals are now in full control of the AFC North. You know, just a few weeks ago after that loss to the Niners, I thought they were in trouble, but they bounced back, give them credit, and they're starting to hit their stride, kind of like the Rams. Bucks 32, Panthers 6. Sam Darnold and Cam Newton both played in this game. Panthers were shut out in the second half. Good time for Antonio Brown to return with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out. He had 10 catches for over 100 yards. And, happily to report, the Bills got their revenge on the Patriots, beat them in Foxborough 33-21. to Josh Allen threw for three TDs. Micah Hyde had two interceptions for the Bills. And Buffalo now back on top in first place where they belong in the AFC East. And at the moment, the Patriots are the number one wild card in the AFC. Eagles 34, Giants 10. This Eagle team is one the Rams could possibly cross paths with in the playoffs. This game was 3-3 at halftime. Jalen Hurts threw a TD pass to offensive lineman Lane Johnson in this game. Jake Fromm started for the Giants but was benched and replaced by Mike Glennon. His first pass was intercepted by linebacker Alex Singleton and returned for a score. Eagles on a roll look like a playoff team right now. Raiders 17, Broncos 13. The winner of this game has life. The loser, not so much. Josh Jacobs rushed for 129 yards. David Carr, 20 for 25 for 201 yards. Raiders improved to 8 and 7. Broncos 7 and 8. But as of today, the Raiders are still outside looking in when it comes to the playoffs. 
Chiefs 36, Steelers 10. Mahomes throws for three TDs. This is with Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill both out. The Chiefs' leading receiver was Byron Pringle. Bears 25, Seahawks 24. Nick Foles outplays the fading Russell Wilson. It was snowing at game time in Seattle. I turned on this game and I was like, oh, bad weather in Chicago again. And then I realized this was Seattle. Bears were down 24-17 to late in the game. Foles hits Jimmy Graham with a TD pass with 101 left. Bears go for two and pull it off and beat the Seahawks 25-24. I'd call that a minor upset. Jets 26, Jags 21. Jags had a first and goal at the five with 32 seconds left, but could not get it in. Falcons 20, Lions 16. Matt Ryan outduels Tim Boyle, who's in for Jared Goff. The Falcons intercepted a pass at their one-yard line to seal the win. They improved to 7-8, and eight, and they are still alive, barely breathing in the hopes of securing a playoff spot. And in the Sunday night game, Dallas 56, Washington football team 14. Quite an embarrassment for Washington. Dak Prescott, four TDs. Washington players throwing punches at each other on the sideline. Not a good day for Washington. Thursday night, we'll be back with our Ram-Raven preview, our Week 17 game picks, and we'll also try to get our head wrapped around the current NFL playoff situation. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com and please don't forget subscribe and give us that five star rating we really appreciate it and don't forget keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there music courtesy of bensound.com and the youtube royalty free music audio library crimson fly by Hama Hama.